Well, hello, my friend. Welcome to another episode of Dear Matchmaker. I am so excited that you've decided to spend some time with me today. Welcome to the show. If we've never met before, hi. It's so wonderful to meet you. My name is Kat. I am your matchmaker, dating coach, and hostess with the mostest. Welcome to my little comfortable, little cozy home away from home. And our job here at Dear Matchmaker is to answer your questions, to help you become the most confident and empowered dater by providing you with tools, by bringing experts to your ears to talk about all of the things and to let you know you're not alone. Because let's face it, dating is hard. I always, I always have this saying in my business where I really wish people didn't need me. Like I wish that I wasn't in business and this work that I do, uh, is, and I'm sure if you've been uh, a longtime listener, you know, the story, but this is, this work is something that literally found me because people came to me seeking answers, seeking solutions. And I wish that connection was easier. I wish it was. I'm trying to, I'm trying to help y'all. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help it to make it a lot easier. Um, so anyway, hi, thank you so much for coming to the show, for showing up. And if you are a brand new listener, I would love it if you would, after this episode, if you would subscribe. And if you haven't, if you come back and you always listen to this episode or you always listen to the podcast or this episode, who knows, uh, please make sure to subscribe. And on Spotify, it has like a little tiny thing where you can rate it for a little star. Just click the five stars, you guys. Just click it. Because here's the thing, power, power in numbers, right? So we, our goal here at Dear Matchmaker is to make sure that more people know so we can make the great, greatest impact. Impact? Impact. Impact. Oh my gosh, you guys. Ha. Huh. Okay. So before I go into today's topic, this is actually a topic that Brian and I talked about um, da, 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 a week ago, I think. So normally I'll, I'll hop on here and I'll answer your questions, but today I'm actually going to address red flags because I kind of have a pet peeve about red flags. And I not just about red flags in general, because yeah, we all, all, all of us do, obviously, but what red flags mean. And I, so just hang on tight. So I'm not necessarily answering a question for here for Dear Matchmaker, but I'm going to address what my cat spin, what my um, feelings and thoughts are when it comes to uh, red flags. And I tell you what, so the time of this recording I'm going to be getting married in just over two weeks. So I, um, two, about just over a month ago, we decided we're getting married in two months. So I've been planning a wedding. We just moved into a house, um, together, uh, a house that we purchased together, um, me and Brian. And so I've been trying to put together my home and, uh, take care of all of you. <laughs> so you come first. I always tell my clients, I'm like, no matter what's going on, you come first everything else kind of falls into place. So I'm, my goal is to keep these episodes coming. So if you love these episodes, please make sure and reach out to me and let me know. Um, I'm going to keep them coming. And then I had, I ran into somebody. So I went to go get my manicure yesterday and I ran into a gal behind the counter who was asking me, why am I not doing Facebook lives anymore? 
And I kind of directed all of my time and attention over to Instagram and to you here on the podcast. Um, so if you are, if you have face, do people still Facebook? I guess I don't even know, but she was, she was telling me, she's like, I really want you back on Facebook. I want you to hop on Facebook live. Cause I used to do Facebook lives all the time. So maybe, maybe. Um, okay. Before I go into red flags, just a little gentle reminder. This podcast is a labor of love. It does cost money to run this podcast. So it's sponsored by my agency, theheartagency.com, where we offer matchmaking, dating, coaching, singles events, and women's retreats. That's right. Women's retreats. Uh, planning my next women's retreat. It's going to be spring of 2024. If you're interested, I'm going to be releasing all information. Well, some of the information, not all of it, on August 1st um, to help everybody kind of get prepped and get ready uh, to uh, possibly be uh, a part of the Heart Agencies retreat, which will be coming up um, again, spring of 2024. If it's something that you're interested in, if you want to be on the wait list, you can just contact me, cat at thehearthagency.com. Heart, thehearthagency.com. Good grief. I'm running all over the place and I'm just like, I'm going to, I'm going to record this episode really quick. Maybe I should, maybe I should have like waited. Anyway, I love you guys so much. I wouldn't be here without all of you. So thank you so much for tolerating me and for being a part of my world. Okay. So here goes the story. Are you ready? So the story about how this all came about. So we were, Brian and I were driving. I don't remember where we were going, but we were driving and we saw this base, like this, this, um, this man driving this like low riding car coupe thing. Um, and like, and like just blaring his base, just like, you know how when you go to a stop sign, it's like, boom, boom, and you can like, everything is like shaking. And I was just like, oh wow. Cause I mean, it gave me flashbacks back to the nineties when like, it seemed like that's all, you know, kids my age, that's all they did is drive around with their heavy base. But I'm like, oh, kids are still doing that. Not that 20 year olds are kids, but yeah, some of them are kids. Anyway, so Brian says, you know, that's a red flag. And I go, well, that's a, a guy that drives around with, with heavy base isn't a red flag. And he's like, well, what do you mean? And so him and I got into this big discussion of what it means when something is a red flag and what it means when you have a preference. There's differences, my friends, differences. Um, you know, when someone's like, oh, you know, so-and-so, I can't date them because they have kids and that's a red flag. Not a red flag. Oh, I can't date so-and-so because... Um, he doesn't put his napkin in his lap. So that's a red flag, not a red flag. So I want to just kind of talk to you a little bit about what red flags are for me. I thought about, I was going to, when I was preparing for this, for this episode, I'm like, oh, do I research? And like, what's the technical definition of a red flag? You all know what a red flag is. I don't need to explain that to you, but it's a warning. Basically, when you start to get to know somebody, it is a gigantic, huge warning sign that says, hello, look at me. This might be something that will become an issue in your relationship in the future, in the near future. So you've all, we've all been in relationships where 
we have experienced red flags. And I, to go back to my episode about love bombing, if you haven't gone back and listened to the episode, I would highly encourage you to do that because I talk a lot about being very quick to label people. It is not like we talk about, like the, the terms of love bombing and narcissist and, you know, now people are talking more and more about attachment styles like, oh, they're anxious. Oh, they're avoidant. People are very quick to diagnose other people and to label other people. And I think it's a really dangerous slippery slope that if you are somebody who is potentially avoidant yourself, potentially highly guarded, potentially having issues letting somebody in, maybe you've been severely hurt in the past, maybe you're overcoming some um, trauma in your life, sometimes the way that we protect ourselves is by seeking out reasons why we cannot connect, whether it's truth or not. So I'm sure you've all heard the term of confirmation bias, right? So when we believe something, and I talk about this in dating all the time with my clients, all the time, all the time. When we believe something, so let me give you, this is just a very general, um, and I'll get to my red flag thing. Just bear with me. There's a process here. (laughs) Just bear with me, okay? So when we are um, in a headspace where we say, this is general, well, all, I'm, okay, all men are, all men, all they want is sex. Okay. Generalization. Shoot. Uh, men are pigs. Um, sorry, guys. I'm not talking about you. You men who listen to me, I, I'm not talking about you. Just know that. But this is like, you know, all women are this, all men are that, right? So all men are pigs or all men want, all they want is sex. So this is what a woman says to herself, right? There's no point in me dating. All men want are hookups. They all want one night stands. This is all they want. So as she's speaking this and as she's saying these words, and I'm not to pick on you ladies, just hold on. Um, as she's saying these words, she's listening to herself, right? So I have this saying, and I know you've heard me say it, and I'm going to say it again. And, and the, the, the words that we speak become the house that we live in. Okay. The words that we speak become the house that we live in. So when you're saying things like, um, saying things like all men want a sex, all men want is a one night stand. You're saying those words. And as you say them, you're listening and you, and you are like confirming to yourself, well, why would I be saying lies? Like, why would I be, why would I not be speaking the truth? And when we believe in something, we seek out information that confirms our beliefs. You all have experienced this. We all went through 2020. We all went through the elections. We all went through COVID. When we believe something, we don't want to prove ourselves wrong. Nobody ever wants to prove themselves wrong. Nobody ever wants to be wrong. It takes a lot of like inner um, awareness and understanding of self to be able to say, yes, I was wrong. But we're not designed that way. We are designed to be right. And 
if we believe something, all men want are, hook, are hookups or one night stands. This is what you believe. You're going to seek out confirmation in order to, you're going to seek out men who are going to confirm this belief. So you upload Tinder. <laughs> now, by the way, this is a little sidebar before I go into this tangent that I'm on a little bit more. I just read a study about Tinder. There was a, a study group that was done about Tinder. Do you know that two thirds of the Tinder profiles are two thirds, two thirds of the people that are on Tinder are attached? Ladies and gentlemen, two thirds of the people that are on Tinder are attached. And half of the people who are on Tinder admitted they have no intent on meeting anyone. No intent. They just upload the they just upload the episode for shits and giggles. Episode. Upload the app whoosh for shit for shits and giggles. So if you're a woman who's like, all men are want hookups, and I'm like, well, what, what, what? Okay, so what website are you on? Or not website, what app are you on? Sorry, you guys, I told you. Things are a little stressful for me, so just bear with me. <laughs> Got a lot going on. So what app have you uploaded? And it's usually Tinder. Yes, Tinder is a hookup app. So of course, all of the men that you're going to encounter on Tinder want hookups. Again, we are constantly, so we will say no to opportunities that might prove us wrong. And we will say yes to opportunities and to people that are going to prove us right. And all of this is a way of protecting your heart, protecting yourself, making sure that nobody gets in. Okay. So with all of that said, people jumping to conclusions, people seeking out everything that's wrong with people and not leaning into everything that's wonderful about people. I swear that's, a, that's like half of my life's work. I swear is teaching people empathy. My goodness. Like people are so caught up in their own agendas and their own, what they're looking for. And I, even with, especially with matchmaking, I'm like, there are two people are part of this equation. This isn't just about what you need and about what you want. This is about also connecting with somebody else who's been through their own stuff, who has been through their own, has their own story of connection and divorces or breakups or whatever. And, you know, I am a firm believer that the moment you can start seeing people in a more positive light and not looking for the red flags, but looking for the green flags. And I think, you know, I did an episode about green flags. Oh my gosh. Two years ago ish. I think it's really back there. Because we do have a tendency to look for everything that's wrong. Because again, we want to prove ourselves right. We don't want to prove ourselves wrong. If we already have this skewed perception of connection, of what dating is, of what it means to you, this is why coaching is imperative. It's so important in the work that I do with all clients, whether you're matchmaking or dating coaching, you get coached no matter what 
to change this mindset of what dating and connection is to you. Because if you're going into dates looking for red flags and not looking for everything that is right about that person and how you possibly could have a connection and how you're just curious enough about that person on whether or not the, you know, the whole goal of a first date, my friend, is to know whether or not you want a second. That is it. Not, do I see a future together? Can I see us making out together? Uh, can I, can I see this person being a role model for my children? Will this person get along with my friends and family? Cut the noise already. <laughs> Cut it. Whoo. I'm on a, I'm like, so I want to talk about red flags because I think that, so let's just jump into it now that I'm like 18 minutes into this episode. (laughs) Okay. Thank you for hanging on. I have a lot to say today. I have a lot to say today. I'm Miss Sassy Pants. Okay. So listen, um, a red flag is something that you see in that person, a behavior in that person that makes you say, hmm, I don't like how this makes me feel. And red flags are not about what they wear, how they eat, what kind of car they drive, um, whether or not they have children, Um, whether or not they have exes, whether or not they have so many exes, like none of this, whether they've been in a relationship or not, like, oh, he's never been in a relationship, red flag. Oh, he just got out of a divorce, red flag. Oh, he's, you know, yes, there are some very, like, I'll tell you an example of what those one of a red flag separated red flag. And not because not because um, necessarily like it's a red flag because you don't know what is going on in that person's life at that moment on whether or not they're truly going to divorce their partner or not, right? So that's why it's a red flag to not get involved with people that are separated because until those papers are filed and the divorce is at least like on its way, on its way, To me, dating someone that is going, that is separated, that is a red flag. So there's a little, there's a couple of exceptions. Of course, not everything is black and white, but preferences, right? How many kids they have, um, all these different preferences, what kind of car, what kind of job, um, relationship history, those kinds of things necessarily are not red flags. Here's an example of what a red flag is. So... It's not that the guy drives, um, you know, he pulls up, he's in a low riding car, he's got the base that's going. As a single woman, I would, you know, I would say, is that the kind of guy that I want to date that drives a car like that? No, I would not label that as a red flag. A red flag would be if you dated a guy like that and you got into the car and you said to yourself and you said to him, hey, um, is it okay if we turn down the music just a little bit? Um, something along those lines. And he said, no, my, you know, my car, my rules. Red flag. Red flag. That is the red flag. If you are starting to date somebody who, um, let's just say, 
you know, they work at, I don't know, let's just say, and, and this is just me just spitballing. Let's just say that they, um, they work at a gas station. I'm not saying, again, I'm not judging anybody who works at a gas station, but let's just say they work at a gas station and you are um, seeking out your business professional and you would like somebody who also is another business professional. Somebody working at a gas station is not a red flag. Somebody who works at, uh, and you like start dating somebody who works at a, a, a gas station and they finally have a day off because they have a crazy schedule, they have a day off. And instead of spending time with you, they decide they're going to go play video games with their friends or whatnot. And you ask to spend time with them and they're like, no, this is more important. That is a red flag. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's not, it's not the preferences that are red flags. Those are preferences. Everybody has preferences. I go through this in matchmaking all the time. We sit down. I go, hey, let's talk. Who's your ideal partner? Tell me their, you know, tell me their age. Tell me what do they do? What are their hobbies? What are their interests? Um, what do they get you for your birthday? What's the thing that they say to you first thing in the morning? These are questions that I ask. These are questions I ask my clients. These are all preferences. Red flags are circling back to people's behavior and how they make you feel. I give all of my clients uh, my Cats Align 9 questions. They are nine questions you ask yourself at the end of every date. And the reason why is because you need to pay attention to red flags, meaning behavior on the date that makes you question. Not, did he put a napkin in his lap? Was his fork on the other side? Um... Did he stand up in the room when you walked in? Those are all preferences. That's not, those are not red flags. The red flag is, uh, is he rude to wait staff? Um, does he order your food for you without asking? Um, does he talk over you? Uh, is he not listening to what you're saying? These are red flags. So do you see the difference? And I'm so, I get so frustrated because again, just like with everything else, people are so quick to label things in other people that it's not, I want you to get really clear of what red flags are to you. And, you know, red flags are something that really, I mean, there are some people that are triggered, right? So because of previous relationships, there are things that normally to somebody who um, has overcome and has done the work and has done the therapy, that those things might trigger, those things might not trigger. And even triggers aren't necessarily red flags. Triggers, they might do something where, oh my gosh, I don't know. I can't think of something off the top of my head, but they might do something to the average person is not that big of a deal, but to you, it's a big deal, but that is still not a red flag. That is an opportunity to have a conversation of why that, why that particular thing bothers you. Okay. So let me give you an example, um, of what is not a red flag. So Brian and I, uh, have this kind of like, uh, joke in the kitchen. So Brian will go into the kitchen and I'm sure ladies, maybe there's some of you that are listening that you've experienced this yourself. He goes into the kitchen, he leaves cabinet doors open. It's not a thing. You guys, it's not a thing. I just walk into the kitchen and I close them. I don't walk into the kitchen. I'm like, why are you keeping all these open? 
And to some women, they're like, to them, that kind of thing is a red flag or it could be a trigger. I don't know. But to me, like, and it's a trigger for Brian. So like, I'll walk into the kitchen and he'll come in and he'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I left the doors open because obviously that was something that was, that he had to deal with in his marriage to his ex-wife. She had a huge thing about it. She was always yelling at him about closing the doors in the, in the kitchen. And so now he's like, he's triggered by it. So when I go in there, I'm always like, it's no big deal. I just close them. We kind of have a joke about it. We kind of laugh about it. It's not a thing. You guys, it's not a thing. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. So I just want you to be really mindful of what, and I didn't, this episode, I didn't want to list what all the red flags are because you can Google that. You can figure out what the red flags are. The number one way to be able to know whether or not this is a red flag for you is how does this make you feel? Icky? And even you could start, excuse me, you could start there and that might not even mean it's a red flag. It just means that you're triggered, right? So it's much easier to go to push people away, to put up your guard, to say to yourself, okay, um, I can't date him because X, Y, Z, or I can't date her because of this and this. These are all red flags. But are they red flags or are you triggered? Are they red flags or are they preferences? Again, it's just having this conversation with yourself, being more mindful and understanding. If somebody doesn't make you feel good, it most likely is their behavior that is a red flag for what is to come. And this is why it's important to pay attention to red flags. This is why it's important to ask yourself questions at the end of every date. Did I feel seen? Did I feel heard? Did I feel respected? Um, did I laugh with them? How did they make me feel? Did I feel energized, de-energized? All these different questions that you ask yourself. And hey, if you want Cats Line 9, just hit me up. Just send me an email and I'll, and I'll, I'll send it to you. But these are why it's important after every date to not jump to conclusions that these are red flags and these are red flags, to look for reasons and to lean in on why you should say yes, unless they are legitimate, gigantic, huge red flags where, again, like you go on the date, they talk over you, they're rude to the wait staff, they're not necessarily respectful, you know, there's all kinds of different behavior that can happen on a first date. But I don't want you looking for those things either. Like to me, when a red flag appears itself, I promise you that you notice it. Most of you. <laughs> Most of you. You notice it. It's just whether or not you decide to acknowledge it and whether or not you decide to acknowledge it, not only for yourself, but to be able to acknowledge it, to say, okay, this is this is truly a red flag for me and I'm not going to pursue or move any further in this getting to know this person and dating this person, right? So that's my, I mean, I just, I wanted to, because I talked to Brian about it. He goes, I don't think that other people talk about red flags in this way. Because I told him about my example. He's like, give me an example. And I told him my example about how she would get in the car and ask him to turn down his music. And he would be like, no way. You know, that she's setting a boundary. I, I have a need. 
I have a boundary. He doesn't respect the need. He doesn't listen to the boundary. Those two are gigantic red flags, obviously. So this is all about, you know, red flags are more about behavior and not about preferences. And honestly, separation is a behavior, right? They haven't gone through, because I'm thinking, why is that different? Well, it's because they haven't gone through the necessary steps in order to truly divorce their partner. And I think that you are deserving of that. Nobody needs somebody who's separated. Going through a divorce depends. It depends. And I'm not going to get into that. There's been, I've done other episodes on that. So anyway, so that's my stance on it. So what do you think? Do you agree with me? Do you not agree with me? Let me know. You can always contact me. You always know where to find me and contact me on email or, you know, over on all the social media. So let's just jump into it. So thank you. Thank you so much. There's my little rant for today. I appreciate you all so much. Thank you for listening. Um, And just as a little gentle reminder, please make sure and rate and review these episodes so that more people can listen and have this as a part of their lives. And um, I love, love, love getting uh, your ratings and your reviews. So keep them coming. And if you haven't subscribed yet, I don't know why not. It's really easy. Just hit the subscribe button. And then if you would let me know about red flags. Come and follow me over on on, uh, on social media. You can find me um, both on Facebook and on Instagram at Cat Cantrell. So go follow me. And then the Heart Agency has one too, but it's not as active. But yeah, come and follow me. And um, you know I'm getting married, so you can come follow me on my wedding adventures. It's been. Whew, I'm gonna do it. We're gonna do it. We're gonna pull this together. It's gonna work. It's gonna work. <laughs> All right, my friend, thank you so much. A huge, gigantic, huge hug of appreciation from me to you. I know you can be anywhere else. And here you are at the end of my episode. I truly appreciate you. Dear Matchmaker would not be a podcast without you. So thank you so much. And remember, true love is waiting for you. And I will see you next time.